Okay, so uh, first of all, I would like to greet you out of the subtractive and uh, say thanks for coming and giving us your time. Absolutely no problem. Okay, so um, from this show forward, I'm going to be joined by a co-host, DJ Kalkos. Hello, everybody. Yes, he's a very lovely person, as I'm sure you will all learn. All right, so adjective if I'm going to uh, use because of the six-syllable name you have going on there. <laughs> um, BabsCon coming up. Big big thing, right? I, I think so. I hope. It looks pretty big. Oh well, yeah, I mean, uh, all six main six voice actors is going to be there. I think this is the the first one of the first to do that. Uh, yeah, this is this is yeah, uh, the, first. the first successfully. Yes. yes. Oh, good guy. And it took, uh, a, took, a, took everyone long enough. Was it three years now? Yeah, it's a, it's mm -hmm. roughly three. Uh, it's a little under three years since uh, the very first BronyCon, and uh, finally fucking happened. So there we go. Yeah. Right. Oh, so um, I'm sure everybody that goes is gonna have a fun time getting all uh, all their signatures on the on their favorite trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. how excited are you for BabsCon? Um, I I'm still not sure because it's kind of uh, it, it it's kind of hit me really fast because I didn't even have any clue. Uh. I had heard Travis uh, Odyssey actually talking about it, and I was like, oh, which one's that? He's like, oh, it's up in San Francisco. And I said, oh, that sucks because I live out in the Midwest, and <laughs> I don't really have the opportunity to go everywhere all the time because it's expensive. But um, I got messaged one day, and uh, I'm friends with one of the other performers. Well, I'm friends with a lot of the performers, actually. There's no one on the bill that I'm not, that I don't know in some way, or at least haven't performed with or hung out with at other right. cons before. So um, so it's kind of cool to be, like, picked up. But uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, a friend of mine was like, hey, do you want to go to perform at BabsCon? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's, like, in San Francisco or something. Sure, why not? And worked it all out. And uh, I found out it was actually going to be cheaper than I thought. And so I was just uh, was like, yeah, let's do this. I'm sure it's uh, going to be very fortunate for everybody that it's going to be going to the Nahum Festival to uh, hear you and, what is that, 20 total artists playing at that? <laughs> the, <laughs> when I heard the name, I, 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 as much as I appreciate a good pun, I, I had to... I was pretty upset by that one. Uh, it's classic. Truly no question. <laughs> so, so, um... Okay, oh, go, go on, Calcos. No, I insist. No you. No you. Are you sure? Positive? Absolutely? I am additive subtractive. Oh. Now you are? Oh, that did not... Okay, <laughs> that, that joke didn't work as well as it did in my head. I sincerely apologize. Who's on it first? <laughs> my whole my whole life is a fucking Abbott and Costello act. Don't worry. I've heard I've heard people refer to Abbott and Costello as uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, and I got mad. Rightfully so. Uh, anyway, additive. Uh, you are a DJ within the uh, Brony uh, community, correct? I think so. 
You think so? You don't know so? I've been doing this for, um, I think we're coming on 14 years now, and I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you produce at all in your spare time, or, you did, or do you just focus solely on DJing? The majority of the stuff I play in my sets, although this is changing, but the majority of the stuff I play, at least as far as uh, last year, I had ten, nine or ten different cons that I played at. Um, my sets were almost 100% all of my material, but uh, lately I've, I got kind of tired of like playing stuff that I made back then. So I'm kind of supplementing it with a lot more, um, I do a lot of edits and uh, just silly like mashups and things like that that I make really quick and I'll toss them together and then I'll play them. So now I'm kind of doing a, a little mixture of like some, I support some other artists or I'll do like edits of their songs and then I put like some of my favorite stuff from last year in there and uh, I'm still in the studio trying to get stuff out it's uh i have this really horrible problem where i reach um i reach a peak in my ability to produce and then i run out of ideas and then when i get ideas i listen to all the stuff that i make and i'm like wow these are really good ideas but it sounds like shit so then i'm like okay now i need to learn how to produce again and i learn more technique and then while i'm doing that then i'll just get a dry spell of ideas and it's this really bad cycle of of uh, having to put up with that. And that's, it, it, it's kind of like, um, production's kind of like flipping a pancake with your teeth. <laughs> right, uh, you do, you mind, do you mind sharing what program that you use to do your production? And I guess while you're at it, do you want to tell us the equipment that you use for mixing and other such DJ things? I use a notepad. <laughs> Just type in a bunch of letters, save as empty off the go. I've been using uh I've been using FL Studio for too long. I really want to switch to Cubase. I've been I've been using FL Studio since it, back when it was Fruity Loops back in like the late '90s or something, whenever it first came out. Um, but I, I I really didn't like exclusively power use it. I just I just clicked around and and released these stupid little like drum loop things. Um, but I've been familiar with this. I'll say that I've been familiar with the software for a long time, but I didn't really seriously use it until uh, really recently. And um, so, like I said, it's just a, it's just a familiarizing myself with learning to use the software to its full potential, and that's been the biggest uh, that's been the biggest obstacle so far. So I'd say overall, I've really only been like seriously producing for maybe a year or two at best and it's just really that whole combination of trying to do stuff but yeah fl studio and then for mixing uh i just recently picked up this little uh, pioneer ddj sb thing it's a fun little controller it's got some pads and some some cue points and it's a neat little thing it'll be it, I think it'll be fun to because it fits in my backpack, so it'll be a lot better for shows to go, and it's got a really clean sound. But my main use, if if I can get a if I can get the when I play cons that are closer by, I play with um, two CDJ nine hundreds from Pioneer and a DJM eight hundred, also from Pioneer. So mostly I I use like a bigger 
sort of rig setup, but it's really heavy. It's really uh, kind of a struggle to carry around and flying with that is not cheap. So I choose to use little, I finally decided to break down and get a little controller that I can kind of stick with um, for long distance stuff. Right. Um, and uh, I have a question for you that like, I just have been wanting to ask, I guess, because you're a DJ and you've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar or aware of it all, the musical group Birdie Nam Nam? Yeah. Uh, have you ever considered doing like what they do, just like purely using turntables for uh, performing or recording or whatever? Um, my friend, he lives in Vegas now, but back in the day, uh, I let him borrow my actual turntables um, when I had a pair and he learned more on the turntablism side than I ever did. Uh, I, I used to throw in like a bit of scratching to my sets just to have some fun, cool tricks to do. But on like on that level, yeah, the first thing when I first heard Bernie Nam Nam and I heard the uh, Abesses as the track is mm. I first heard from them. That was really cool. I'd never heard anything like that. Like even uh, Invisible Scratch Pickles with uh, was it Cubert and Mix Master Mike or so? I can't remember who the who the the the, the duo was, but uh, they'd done something similar. I just never heard it before. So, but yeah, it kind of blew my mind. And then like out of nowhere, once they got big, you started seeing all these groups popping up doing the same thing and like. I'd see people linking these videos, and I'm like, dude, Bertie Nanda did this stuff like four or five years ago. Yeah, they won the uh, some world competition. The, the, the Disco Mix Club, yeah. Yes, won that. They won that. Uh, what, they, they 2004? Wanted, yeah, something like 2004 or 2002 or something like that. Somewhere around there. It was a best in show or thing or something, or maybe it was the whole competition. I don't know, but yeah, it was pretty cool. And then, then yeah, then you started seeing more people pop up doing it. it it's 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 a it's a cool. Uh, it's a cool technique doing that, but um, I don't think I, for like for me, it it might be fun to have a jam session just to try it out. I really like uh, I really like doing jam sessions, getting together and, and just like hooking together a bunch of instruments and seeing what you can pull off. That's really fun to me. I just don't really have the opportunity to do it because I don't know enough people where I live, and it would be a real hassle. Like have to get up and move to or not move, but like fly out to someone and arrange a whole thing and then like with cons it's like we're all business anyway so we, we don't really have the time to goof off too much we get a whole weekend and, and half of that we're dedicated to whatever so it's really tough like collaborations and things like that even uh even online you know we're we're all a bunch of fucking lazy musicians and we keep forgetting to contact each other and get things done I've, i know i've got a project right now with uh two of the other performers there and, and we're supposed to like have something concrete i really wanted to get something done by june but uh it doesn't look like that'll happen until maybe later this year and uh <laughs> so, yeah it, it, like it would be cool to do something like that but uh organizing it would be the biggest hassle yeah um very true i guess uh I know, uh, you, like you said earlier, you've been doing this for 14 years, and um, if DJs that do this for so long uh, like to genre hop as the years go on, so um, uh, two-part question. One, have you genre hopped, or have you stayed uh, basically on the same genre throughout your time DJing? Um, and uh, if you have genre hopped, which genres do you normally mix, either in the past or present? 
okay, this is a fun one. <laughs> um, when I started, uh, I guess to give sort of a, a weird musical background, I listened to a lot of um, country 90s dance, like Ace of Bass and The Real McCoy and stuff, and um, also like metal. So I had, a re I had a weird combination of things growing up. When I started, I, I first heard this Happy Hardcore album, and it was like the coolest thing. I don't know what it was, but it resonated really well with me. When I switched to that, like that's all I was into, and I was a real dick about things. Like I, I didn't like other genres of electronic music at all. I kind of really neglected them, or or like made fun of them, or or just was a real asshole about it. But now I find that there isn't really, I don't think there's any genre that I dislike that much these days in the uh, the dance music, digital music realm. But um, so basically I started on one thing, yeah. I did that for about six or seven years because I back then you, I had to buy records. I didn't have CD players. That, that was uh, by the time I'd started, it wasn't until a year or two later that they started talking about the technology for CD players, but it was really unrefined at the time and um it was tough to use but it was it sounded cool it was like oh you can play you could like take a cd and 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 scratch it and mix it and everything and they were like yeah and i was like that sounds really cool but it sounds like i don't know like that's way probably super expensive technology so you know fuck me right i am buying turn i'm buying records at like ten dollars a piece for two tracks <laughs> so um yeah, after a while, I finally started playing. The first genre that I really picked up was a disco house, which is super fun, the most fun music out there. Um, and uh, I had a couple drum and bass records, so I, every once in a while I do like a jungle, kind of like toss in a jungle track or a drum and bass track because it was at 170, 175 area where I mixed anyway, and. Uh, I didn't really have the finesse to, to mix it that well. So I just kind of like did it for fun or just to like hear how it sounded. And, uh, but these days I really like, um, I really like uh, ghetto tech kind of stuff, like real footwork, footwork, juke, ghetto tech, and like um, a couple different types of house music, mostly uh filter house and um, like uh it's it's hard to describe. Like there's a couple different producers that do it. Like like mostly mostly deep house and garage kind of stuff is uh the best way to put it. And then um um Well don't worry, there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, Why hasn't he mentioned Skrillex yet? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I I had I had a little I had a little uh I, yeah, I, I had a little um late two thousands dubstep uh, thing for a bit because it was really fun to it's really fun and easy to to throw out there so I did a lot of that stuff yeah Rusko and 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 Benga and and um, chasing shadows and stuff yeah there's a couple of, there's a really couple of good artists in there that make some fucking really dirty stuff because it, it was music that had an edge it was it was interesting but uh, then it then it sort of spiraled out of control and I stepped away from it because I was like I don't know if I want to be a part of uh, what this is becoming. Right. Um, so first, uh, thanks for taking the conch for me a minute ago there, Calcos. I kind of started on a follow-up question there. 
Um, so uh, the recent transition that you were just talking about, has this been a, or well, not the, I guess, recent per se, but uh, the most recent transition that you've made and where your music is going, has it been like a very recent thing or do you have a lot of material from what you're doing now that you'll be able to present uh, at BabsCon or future stuff that you produce out? Everything that this alias um, pertains to is going to be the same. It's all going to be uh, hardcore rave music. That's the best way to, to put it. I, I, I won't step away from anything that's under 170 BPM, and I won't go too extreme. Like I'm not going to make speedcore or anything like that. There are other artists that do that. But this one will stick right in the center. It's mostly like really cheesy uh joyous fun music i just i just want to go up there and have a have a fun time like i didn't expect this to to even go where this is now it's not like as far as some people have gone this is really just a hobby for me but um i really enjoy what's been happening with this uh with this project of mine that i've stuck with for god where are we at two years now and it, it's it's got really strange beginnings that uh, have have led up to here. So it's interesting to for me to see where it's all gone. Uh, sounds like a very spicy step in what you're doing. Then, if you're just going with hardcore above 170 beats per minute, that's uh, like like you said, rave. That's rave stuff right there. Yeah, it's it's get moving kind of stuff. It's all about the dance. Um, so, uh, passing the contract back to you, Kalkos, if you have anything you want to ask now. Alright, um, as a musician slash disc jockey slash person that spins records and CDs and, and does things with a mouse and keyboard, who is your absolute biggest inspiration? Uh, ooh. If you can't Overall? name one, name several. Yeah, if you can't name one, go ahead and name a few people. Oh, man. Okay, right now there's a uh, there's a producer named T uh, Two Kazuya, and he has got like this amazing. It's um, <laughs> it's like Dreamcore, kind of. Uh, it's like it's like it's like he took hardcore, but he made it sort of like lo-fi music. Really, um, it's almost like if if if, uh, if rave music went post-rock. It's really fucking cool. Like everything about it is just amazing. And uh, it, it's my favorite thing right now. Um, it, it's kind of almost the direction I want to go because no one else does it except him. But he does it so perfectly, it's, like, hard to approach. Uh, I mean, obviously I want to do it with my own style, but it's it's just, man, I don't know. It's just really insanely beautiful music. But it's still hard. It still has an edge to it, and that's what I, that's what I appreciate about it. Um, right, uh, and uh, like, still on the topic of inspiration, but I guess branching away from uh, musicians that inspire you, of course, I guess that's a big part because you uh, you look up to these people, but uh, do you take a lot of inspiration from, like, I guess non-traditional music things, or uh, I wouldn't say that, I would say things like uh, novels or poetry or games even. Um, I was talking to uh, Cyril yesterday, and he was talking about how he liked to do uh, remixes of games a lot. So do you do anything like that where you just get on a kick from something that you've been experiencing? Um, 
typically if uh if i'm watching a movie or playing a game or something happens and i hear and i hear something most of my inspiration just comes from hearing things uh i work really like another one of my one of my personal like like a musician inspirations uh where it, it, i have to be like basically triggered by something and like if i hear a, a tune or like a, a line like a speech or something and um this is one of those things like when you hear it all of a sudden in your head you can hear like what what could i do with that and uh it's really how i got started uh <laughs> with 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 the with this fandom thing as a whole like i just i was watching the show and I heard one thing, and I was like, you know, it would be funny if I did like a, a little fucking corny track based on this this one fucking part of the show, and uh, and <laughs> and it led to and it led to this, but but yeah, like so I I can it can be anything really, and um, but it has to start with something that, like I said before, it has to resonate well with me and be something that I can use in my personal tastes, but I, I, I mean, I've done video game remixes and stuff before just, just cause I heard like the tune and it was, it was something that I enjoyed. It has to be, it really has to be something that I, that I, that I like first as a work or that I like as a, uh, as a, uh, a speech or a, or a, a sound bite or something. And, and then I can go from there. But, uh, Traditionally, that's 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 been um, I don't know many different sources. Right, I and I can't name a specific one, but um, going along with uh, ponies, and I guess uh, winding down a little bit. Um, so four seasons right now, fourth season going on of the show. Have you been mm. keeping up and watching it? Yes. Um, do you still uh, do how, how much uh, pony related stuff do you actually do, and are you still doing a lot of it right now? I've uh I've stayed consistent in in my releases being exclusively well no I won't say that I did <laughs> I did a stupid ass uh track just like this really silly like dutch inspired kind of um quick thing with the uh the ice cold water man from Baltimore I remember that. I uh, remember we were just that. talking about that before um, uh, this started going on. Yeah, we were yeah. we were discussing that because Knockdarky was just randomly going ice cold what yeah, and I had Dude, he's so cool. <laughs> just one job. It's yeah. funny because Brony Zach like they discovered it when in reality he's no. been an Otakon staple for years. Right, right, right. And I I never had the chance to go to Otakon, so the first any any time you go, the first time meeting him, you're gonna be like, dude, this guy's pretty fucking cool i remember and... when i went to otakon in 2010 he was there and then i went uh to bronycon 2013 and i wanted to see if he was there lo and behold he was there and i was just like ah oh, god damn it i think he's uh... immortal <laughs> <laughs> he looks exactly the same as he did like 10 2010 yeah he, he he's not like i mean it's not really a long time but like he's he's stayed like stacked and just, he's always in the same spot. Maybe he has that... Sweaty uh, dude selling water. He's got that uh, Pharrell Williams thing going on where he's just gonna stop aging once he turns 20. 
Right. Or since he's turned 20, I guess. How old is Pharrell? He's like in his 40s, isn't he? I think. God, he looks he he looks so young. It's incredible. Yeah. Probably virgin sacrifices. Well, well, it's that big hat. Ah, yes, the big hat makes him look smaller than he is. Of course, I don't don't see how it could be anything else. Uh, one thing (laughs) though. Um, oh my god. Uh, (laughs) makes virgin sacrifices make him immortal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little slow off the draw, but oh my god. Uh, anyway, additive. Um, uh, going from BabsCon all the way to the future, uh, from a uh, month from now to a year from now, uh, what are your plans moving forward? Ooh, ooh, it's uh, I'm I'm undecided right now on what what's what's gonna happen because, like I said, when when I got started in this, I didn't expect it to get where it is, and I didn't expect it to last this long. Well, I'm not going to say I didn't expect it to last this long. I feel like more, I could have done a lot more in this time. But uh, I, I I definitely have, the first thing I really want to do is get more releases done. And that's going to be something on my end. And I have to buckle down and do that. But uh, the the main the main thing I'd, I'd really like to do, yeah, is get at least couple more releases I, ideally some sort of album um and then just keep going see see how much we can see how far we can take this because i don't think anyone expected it to go this this far really and it's still pretty still pretty strong right and uh with that future album in the works do you want to take the time to put any shameless plugs out there while you have the chance I don't know. Go to my, go to my SoundCloud. That's all I can really say. <laughs> I'll put a, I'll that, put a, I'll put a link in the article my, to your SoundCloud. Yeah, that would have the most of my current material. I don't, I don't post any, any new stuff anywhere else. So, and so if it's not there, I don't want you knowing about it, or I'm not working on anything. <laughs> right, um, well, like you said. Uh, yeah, you called yourself out, man. Yeah. That's it. Um, so I would like to thank you very much for your time and coming and uh, talking to us for this length. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless there's any uh, other thing that you want to say, I guess this is goodbye for now. <laughs> you sound <laughs> so, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Leave your window open at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, we we have to oh, cut we it think, off we now. think I'm we, we have we to think I'm joking. <laughs> oh my I'll god. I'll be there additive. I won't let you down. Good. You got 2 hours. I think. Yeah, okay. 2 hours. I'll jump it, man. Just you just wait and see. I'll jump it. All right, fellas. Indeed, uh very good talk. So, uh goodbye. All right. Have a nice night. Thank you.